After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. If you use that one, make sure you like and subscribe. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com for all of the latest written content without a newspaper paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Mention this one all the time to our friend Nelson over at Mobile C-Arm and Staffing Services. That's Mobile C-Arm and Staffing Services. What do they do? They rent the C-Arm equipment on a short and long-term basis to hospitals, surgery centers, chiropractic offices, and pain management offices. They also offer cadaver lab courses. That's where the medical device companies set up a lab to showcase their products to surgeons who may not have used them before. So if you work in a hospital in a medical setting, make sure you reach out to Nelson. Here's the phone number, 561-891-9620. That's 561-891-9620 or c-armandstaffing.com. Again, that's c-armandstaffing.com. And now, tonight's episode. Down to Biscay. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got them all banned. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow at Brady Hawk 305. Greg Sylvander, you can follow at Greg Sylvander. Miami Heat will be finishing up their... Uh, First half of the season, it's not the first half. It's We're, we're past two-thirds at this stage, but their pre-All-Star break portion of the season, they'll be finishing up Wednesday night in Brooklyn. I want to make one announcement before we go forward on this. If you follow Five on the Floor and any of our content before Floor on the YouTube channel, Five on the Floor Live, our podcast, anything that we do, you're going to like this probably better than any of the other stuff we do. <laughs> We're starting something on playback. It's at playback.tv. It's called playback.tv, where essentially you're going to be able to watch the games with us. Okay. It won't be all of us all the time. We may have some others from the Five Reasons Sports Network who jump in there as hosts, but we're going to call the games. We're going to go over it as, as it's happening. And then there's going to be an opportunity for everybody to comment with each other, with us. We're basically just going to have a watch party with you from our computers, our phones, Every single game. That's the plan. We're going to see how it goes on the first one, but we're doing Nets Heat. Consider it kind of a test for us to see how it works out. And then we may do the All-Star game on Sunday, but then we're going to come out full bore in the second half of the season. So it's a really cool platform. We did some testing on it today. It may even be Ethan proof. We're not sure. So I've, but I didn't have any problems with it so far. So uh, we should be good to go. So that's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be something new that we're adding to our portfolio here. We will continue to do Twitter spaces, pace and space uh, at halftime. But again, you're going to get from us between game, pregame, in game, halftime, post game. 
It's five reasons to stay with us uh, that we're going to be doing here for Miami Heat games the rest of the way and into the playoffs. All right, today's episode, we're going to talk about the clutch stuff because I find this interesting. A, the number of clutch games that the Heat have played, which uh, let me define this the way the NBA defines it, which is a game. And last night slipped into it. Actually, I think Crotty mentioned it after the game or Rossi mentioned it after the game that it has to be a game that is within five points within the final five minutes. That's that's what a clutch game is. And again, you can slip in and out of a clutch game, but that is how it's defined. And the Miami Heat to this point have played 41 such games. That is the most in the NBA. The next, as we speak today, and again, some games tonight after we're speaking here, but Utah has played 40, Dallas has played 37, Indiana has played 36, Toronto 34, OKC 33, Charlotte and Cleveland 32, the Knicks 32 as well, and so on. The least in the league right now is the San Antonio Spurs at 20 because they haven't been in a whole bunch of games, but also the Memphis Grizzlies have only played in 23, and the Celtics have only played in 25. Those two teams tend to blow out a lot of teams, and so they're not in that. Neither is Denver. So Miami is playing a lot of tight games. It goes without saying, guys, because their net rating, as we've talked about, has been hovering around zero pretty much the whole season. And right now it's 0.2. So their games are going to be close. They don't blow anybody out. Really? They don't get blown out, but they also do pretty well in these situations. And I know that some heat fans are taking some positivity from this, that, okay, we're going to be okay in the playoffs because a lot of those games are tight, but the heat are 23 and 18 in terms of their win percentage in the clutch. So the games in which they score more than their opponents in the clutch, which actually ranks, uh, reasonably high in the league. It's uh, I think it's 10th. Milwaukee going into tonight was first. Boston was second. Uh, those two teams have fared the best in the clutch. And then we'll get into some of the advanced metrics too, because I some of the numbers on the offensive side, I think are better than we would guess. So I'll start with you. Uh, I'm going to start with Brady on this one, because I, I want to get into the the mechanics of the late game stuff. It's weird. I think there's a couple different reasons, starting with the fact uh the funny thing is it doesn't matter if they're up in a game or if they're down in a game. Like we make jokes obviously all the time. You're saying by the time it gets to this point, it's going to be a clutch game. Uh, but it's not really a joke at this point. Like it just consistently happens. And I don't think there's one reason for it. I think I was just looking at some of the numbers a minute ago where it was like, they're like bottom 10 in, in deep, like they're a defensive team. We all know that we talked about offense and the fact that they're, they're still going to be uneven at any point in the game offensively. They're bottom 10 defense in the first quarters. They're the number one defense in fourth quarters. Like when it comes down to it, when the fourth quarter, when Eric Spolscher could put his guys out there that he wants to, he's going to put his five guys out there that he trusts defensively to an extent. Like there's obviously some guys that are going to do different things, but he's also going to formulate something, a, a game plan by that time that feels like they're going to have a decent chance down the stretch or at least get them back in the game. Uh, but in terms of like on the surface, I don't have like a straight up answer to why they keep having it. Like it's funny because there's different results to it as well. Like it, it, the, these, these moments where they kind of have really good offense, where you look at the game the other night, where they kind of just, they draw up an insane inbound to finish the game where Jimmy cuts back door, they end up with a dunk. Then you go back two games before that, where it was like, it's a two point game. Bam is close to 40 points. And they run a play where they send Max to the top of the key, Tyler to the corner. And it ends up in a three. Like there's still going to be that element where they're going to go for three sometimes, even when certain guys have it going. So there's still like, there's uneven outcomes but, it, but I don't think we're really worried about the outcomes as much as the reason that they're just continually getting here. Like, there, there's 41 clutch games for the Heat that leads literally the entire NBA, which is not a, a surprise at all. But it's like, 
I don't really know why it's happening. Maybe you guys have a, a different analysis to it, but it just comes for me. It just comes down to the defense that it just continually turns up in the fourth quarter and they're able to kind of get to certain things. Yeah, Greg, why do you think it's happening? Um, it reeks of a veteran team that is playing up or down to an, its to its opponents and coasting at times. And I don't know if that's being done subconsciously, but playing in so many close games, I just think that also maybe some of this is just by virtue of parity in the league there, there's going to be more clutch games taking place for perspective on that. Like this, this is an interesting uh, thing to think about. The most wins by five points or less in a single season in NBA history is 24 such games by the Philadelphia 76ers in 99-2000. The Heat already have 20 such wins this season, and they've got games to play, and they're, uh, you know, they the season that they won the most games five points or less was 96 97 at 22 so the fact that they're already at 20 and the and the record all time is 24 means that this is also a just a bit of an outlier in terms of like i i don't know that anyone can truthfully explain why the hell this is happening because it's never happened this magnitude before i think that um it's unfortunate though because to me that this team against good teams tends to look a lot better. And if they would just clean up those games against the lesser competition, then they would have such a better um, vibe, but also the standings would be, would be impacted. So it's just a, it, this is an outlier more than most. Well, I think the part that's surprising about it, other than the offense being okay down the stretch of games, as much as we've talked about the offense being bad throughout the course of games, the, the part that's surprising to me is that a team that does not focus, it seems at times, does tend to lock in in a lot of these situations. So, like, you know, it's in there like they care enough to try late. But then there are other stretches of the game where they get away from everything. But I, I want to get to some of the more specific numbers here, OK, because I, I find some of these uh, compelling. All right. So you look at the free. One of the reasons I think they've been OK offensively down the stretch is they shoot free throws really well. So, and, and you get a volume of them in these situations. So right now they are fourth in the league in clutch free throw shooting at just under 83%. The three teams above them, by the way, are not very good teams, Portland, Orlando, and Chicago, but they, they're, they're right there. Okay. Uh, if you look at, if you go to their, more of their advanced stats here to break this down, their offensive rate, I mean, the Kings are have a 132 offensive rating in clutch situations. I don't think anybody would have guessed that. Okay. They, but the and, th and that's one of the reasons they've been so good this year and, and and it surprised people. But the Heat have an offensive rating of 112.3 in the clutch. That's better than their offensive rating during the rest of the game. Their defensive rating is 101.4, which is excellent. That one ranks uh sixth in the league. I don't think that's a huge surprise. Their net rating is sixth in the league in these clutch situations. And some of their other numbers are okay. Like their, their rebounding percentage uh, is down. I, I don't think that's surprising. They're 14th in rebounding percentage there. They don't uh, turn the ball over a lot. That, that's one of the things that has been beneficial to them. They're, they're fifth in the league in fewest turnovers in terms of turnover percentage in the league. So they, they take care of the ball and they make free throws. It's That seems to be what they do well because – the three-point shooting is still bad then. It's not as bad in terms of ranking as it is the rest of the game, but it's not good. It's under 30%. Uh, you want to be at least 33 to 35% in, in sort of those clutch three 
scenarios. And, and we've seen a lot of those clutch threes kind of rim out. But again, the it seems to be they defend, they take care of the ball, they make their free throws. So Brady, I'll ask you that. Is and in the second half of the episode, we're going to pivot to a couple of other things. But I mean, is that a sustainable formula, or, or eventually are you going to need to make some threes? Well, you're definitely going to need to make some threes because I don't think a lot of these games aren't going to be clutch games if you don't make your threes. Like when you're playing against like elite talent and top of these teams, uh, that's the way things are going to work out. But in terms of sustainability, to add on to those things you listed, and I know Greg just threw it in our chat. The thing that stands out more to me is Jimmy and Bam. Like, when they're healthy, like, and they're on the floor, that hasn't been discussed enough this season, how good they've been on the floor together. Like, we're, we're constantly talking about in the context of, like, okay, they need to get Jimmy in at the six-and-a-half-minute mark. But, like, why do they have to get Jimmy in at the six-and-a-half-minute mark? Because they've been elite when he's on the floor with Bam. We talk about Deadman being an absolute terrible plus-minus player and kind of the, the insane metrics. Like, why do we over, like, over-talk about it? Well, because – that's how good Bam has been on the floor with Jimmy. And I was looking at some of the numbers comparing it to last season specifically. Like this season when Jimmy and Bam were on the floor together, they have 117 offensive rating. Last season, which they were the first season in the East, they had 110.5 offensive rating. Like that is a very big jump for, for two guys, especially considering the fact that their offense has been such a mess. Then you had Tyler into the mix, where last season those three guys had 106 offensive rating, which I guess I can kind of remember, but the fact that it was – that low during the regular season that those three guys just shows how good the role players were last year. The fact that that was that low for their three main guys, but it went from 106 offensive rating to this season. It's at 115. Like when you're come down to it, when it gets down to it, you have your best players on the floor in the final five minutes of a close game where these three guys have been very good together this season. Like they found their roles. Uh, I think the fact that they've, they've plugged in certain defensive guys around those guys. And that's why they've been the best defense in the NBA in fourth quarters. Uh, but when you really, even just taking Tyler out of the equation for a second, we know Tyler can fit in next to Jimmy and Bam. We've had our questions about what Jimmy and Bam can do, you know, consistently offensively and kind of figure out lane games. And they've done that. Like they, and I think part of that is Jimmy, like he, he has this thing where we talk about all the time. He can turn it on because we know that in the postseason. but he feels like caring, he could be the best player on the floor. But there's also the element of he's kind of passed the game over to Bam in a lot of games where he's literally top 10 in the NBA in fourth quarter scoring Bam is. And he's literally the only player in that top 10. That's like at six above 60% field goal percentage. Like that is how good he's been in fourth quarter. So apart from the free throw shooting, apart from the, the defense, I think it's just a lot of it's been their best players have been their best players late in games. And I think that's where, you know, not to, to continually harp on this because I'm done with trade deadline talk, but that's where I think we go back to that. And that was so much talk around it was because their best players have been their best players. It's just been about kind of fitting certain guys around. them. So Greg, that, that is so counter to what we talk about with Jimmy and Bam, because there's always this narrative that I push sometimes too, that, you know, it doesn't work all that well sometimes because they're not a natural fit offensively. I just saw the a stat about like the most, uh, assists between players and like they're nowhere on that list like you know between star players like that we've talked about that all year but yet it works and, and i and it's not just the defensive rating brady is is identifying the offensive rating there which is not what we usually point to so how do they complement this thing if, if jimmy and bam work tyler works to a certain degree we know he's going to be on the floor there 
Depot is no sure thing anymore. And Brady, you've talked about uh, you know him being the fourth closer. We don't. I'm, I I don't know when he's playing again. I mean, he, he can play Wednesday. I haven't heard any fourth closer when healthy. Yeah, right. Okay. Kyle Lowry's not a closer anymore. He, I mean, Gabe Vincent seems to be a closer. Like, how do you how do you supplement the group? And they're um, not getting anybody in a trade. We know that's 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 gone. In the words of the great Tony Fiorentino, I think he said something like this. It's a make it's a make or miss league, Eric. Something like that. Uh, they need the shooters to make shots. Like, what are we doing? It, it, Jimmy and Bam are great at the end of the games in terms of that. Jimmy was that guy last year in the playoffs that like everything else broke down. You're in the half court. Things are in the mud. You gave it to him and he gutted out buckets, right? Well, Bam is kind of from where he's get his shot profile and the sweet spots in the mid range for him. That's the same kind of stuff that like Jimmy was doing in at Boston, you know what I mean? Like, and, and coming up huge. So that's going to now be a supplement to their late game stuff that Bam was just frankly, not doing it to that degree last year, but ultimately they're going to collapse on those guys and the shooters got to make shots. So I, I hate to bring it back to that very simplified point about it's a make or miss league, but they're going to need two guys to be able to at least be respectable and be guys that they can't just leave alone in the corner uh, for that to work, for them to actually make a sustained run. And that's kind of how I look at it. Isn't Max a closer then, Brady? If they can't count on Depot? I mean, yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, but then you're also countering the point about what they've been a lead at all season in the clutch. Like what they've gotten to this extent is, is defensively. And if you're putting Max in that closing lineup, you're probably not going to be the number one defense in fourth quarters in the entire NBA. So it's like you almost have to flip a coin and it's almost like you have to take it based on the matchups, based on the night of the, like last night, like the last game, I'm, you know, we talked about the final floater by Max definitely kind of cost them in the end, but like when he's having a game like that, he should be closing. Like when he's able to kind of put pressure on the rim and also be able to shoot at a decent level. uh, Yeah. I think he should be closing, but then there's also, if Gabe keeps up this level of play, where he's giving this level of offense and you also know what you're getting at the point of attack defensively, that's another conversation to be had because that's not really a flip of a coin. You're kind of right in the middle. And I think at this state, I think Eric Spolster is going to lean right in the middle around his three main guys. Ethan, when we're 25 games in, I just I want to pick your brain because you get to ask us all the questions in these episodes and I don't, we never get to ask you anything. Um, can you I'm remember it's completing the fifth for five reasons? <laughs> I'm joking. So <laughs> can you remember a heat team that 20 games before the playoffs and I'm rounding just for the sake of conversation had so many pieces. Like usually we feel like we know the eight guys that are going to be the guys or the nine guys that are going to be the guys. This feels like one of those teams where we really don't know yet. And, um, and maybe I'm, I'm gut checking whether that's just me or do you feel that that's similar? This is one of the more unpredictable teams that we've seen. Well, it's unpredictable for a team that made no changes. That that's the thing. Like it's it's unpredictable for a team that Good came point. back largely intact and then didn't do anything at the deadline, really. So that's what makes it different. It's not the first time I think we're 20 games left and trying to figure this out. I mean, Eric Spolcher's made changes to the rotation. Gordon Dragic is the starting lineup. Mike Miller inserted as a starter. He's made changes. I mean, he's made changes 
inside the playoffs. Chris Bosch gets hurt, Shane Battier, et cetera, moving to the four. So that that's not the part that's different. The part that's different is that this team was supposed to have a clear identity at this stage and a clear rotation. And because of the injuries and the inconsistency and the lack of shooting, it hasn't. That's the difference. So you're at this point where you're like, okay, Jimmy, Bam, Tyler, and what? You know, like they didn't add – Maybe they will. Maybe they will. I'm I'm dubious about it. Maybe they'll add a buyout guy that can be a top seven guy to close. I don't know. Maybe could Serge Ibaka be that guy? Maybe he's done That's it. That's a Westbrook. I mean, he's done it, but he's also got taken off the floor by the Lakers last year. Last year. Um. I, so I I I think that when you look at it, you're like, okay, Jimmy Bam Tyler. You know what Tyler's limitations are in that situation, which means you need to cover for him. The Gabe Kyle thing has thrown everything you know, into the muck because you didn't anticipate that Kyle wouldn't be a closer Vic's injury. Right. Then there's the thing about, do you want to play big down the stretch, but you haven't seen your in those situations yet. So you don't really, I can't count on that. Max has been much more inconsistent as a shooter than he was last year. Caleb has gone through really good stretches of the season and then plateaued and then kind of got his legs back. And now we'll see where this goes. So I, I just think that's what's created this uncertainty. It's inconsistency and it's injuries. And, you know, I, I think I know what Eric would like to do. I think he would like to lean defense and hope that he gets enough shooting from that group, but then sub sub offense defense down the stretch, which is not something he loves to do, but he's done it. Uh, we saw it a couple of years ago with Iguodala and Duncan that he did it. He, he will do that. But it, what again, what is surprising is a team that has looked disconnected at times this year and a little lackadaisical, has locked in in the last five minutes. And it hasn't always been enough, largely because of the shooting. I mean, And then they, they leave themselves very little margin for error sometimes. You know, against Denver, you know, Jimmy doesn't finish that little bunny, and that essentially cost them any chance of winning that game. And, you know, but that's, again, one play ends up costing them because, you know, they, they had done so many other things wrong. So – I don't think Eric went to the season thinking he was closing with Haywood Highsmith, uh, but in some games he's been the best option. So I guess what I would say is with 20, 25 games left, we know Jimmy and Bam, we know Tyler's going to be out there. I think Spolster has an idea of who can give them what in those situations, but this was not the plan to have Kyle Lowry, you know, basically off to the side and not even in consideration to get them into offense uh, during that. All right, we're going to talk about two more things real quick here when we come back. Uh, we do want to tell you about a couple more sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We always mention Prize Picks, our fantasy sponsor. Use the code FIVE, get that initial deposit matched up to $100. We know that the NFL is done, but there's so much more in Prize Picks that you can play. So check it out beyond just the NBA and the Heat, MMA, baseball coming up in April, obviously, NHL now. So you can do all of that on Prize Picks. Download it from the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, or prizepicks.com. Also, we always mention water cleanup, water cleanup of Florida. Reach out to Michael Robert and the team. If you got a leak, you got water damage, mold damage in your home or business, they are the best. They're also the most honest. They're based in Boca, but they can service the entire sort of tri-county area down here, 24 hours a day, 365 a year. Reach out to Michael at WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com or 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356. 0356. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. 
A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, speaking of guts, um, we'll see what kind of guts uh, Tyler Hero has in the three-point contest. I'm curious to watch this. Uh, we saw Duncan Robinson was the last guy that went in for the Heat in 2020. Tyler was named to this group. I saw that Contavious Caldwell-Pope not happy about it uh, since he's shooting 45% from three this year. Tyler has shot the ball well from three. He's tailed off a little bit over the past three or four weeks. Uh, but real quick on this, Brady, you you like his chances better than maybe Duncan's chances a couple of years ago? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, look, at that time, Duncan was shooting at an incredible level, but it like three-point contest did not feel like a Duncan Robinson skill level thing. Like with the things Duncan was doing, especially during that season, was not stand, like standstill grabbing a ball for a rack and shooting. Like everything was motion. It's like telling Wayne Ellington before just to like go get thrown in that mix. Like it's just like it's a different dynamic of shooting where it did not feel like uh Duncan Robinson's realm in general, and I know Ethan, you should be the one to comment on this because you always talk about the the word alpha and everything. Like Tyler's like more alpha for a, a three point contest. It feels like like he's the type of guy that I feel like would fit this this type of just contest in general. Uh, and it's such a rhythm thing that if if Tyler gets in a rhythm like in a three point contest like this, like I feel like uh, like he could catch fire in it. So we could see, we'll see what happens. I'm not saying I'm confident in him winning it but i just think in terms of the last guy we saw because duncan struggled a little bit in it like this is much more made for tyler than i feel like a duncan type shooter it's also the one event i you mentioned this greg and i agree with you it's like the one event worth watching in all-star saturday at this point the dunk yeah. is completely unwatchable i i've covered so many of them in person i was there for vince carter's that's how old i am uh, it is, uh, it's they can't get guys to, to go. That's no, the problem. It, it, like told I, the fact that they didn't kill it after last year, they're never going to kill it. Cause that thing was awful. I mean, I, and you know, you had Levine and Aaron Gordon for a little bit, but now it's, I, it's, to me, it's not about the names necessarily. It's just like the, the format has played out and they keep changing and changing and changing it. It doesn't make it better. You got a guy tr- attempting 30 dunks. It's awful. But if you look at the three point con, I mean, I've said one-on-one, is what they should have done years and years and years ago, one-on-one or a two-on-two contest, but the players don't want to get hurt. That's basically the issue. Um, Three-point participants, though, 
It's always the best list. Tyrese Halliburton, Dame Lillard, Laurie Markkinen, Anthony Simons, Jason Tatum, Kevin Herter, and Buddy Heald. I mean, that's a hell of a group that Tyler's in. So, yeah. um, I mean, there's real star power in there, and there's some really quality shooters. So I, I, that one is actually going to be fun now. Um, yeah, and I, also I think it's actually because, um, like, the, there is some element to the dunk contest where eventually they're running out of ideas. Right. But with three point shooting, there is no running out of ideas. It is how many can you make? And so I feel like you're getting better names and that's a better draw. Um, but Tyler, like when I look at this field, Tyrese Halliburton, as well as he uh, has shot against Miami, particularly that late one that, that beat Miami, He's got a weird form for a three-point shootout and grabbing a ball off of a rack, so I'm interested to see that. And Tyler Hero, here's the key for him. If he goes out there and he does not act too cool for school, and that was the term that was used by my high school coach by players who didn't like hustle and and and, and be like engaged and try to kind of look cool, if he comes in locked in, he can win this competition. And I think that that would be really good for him. And also... I'm just saying, if they need an all-star replacement, they got an extra guy in Utah now who has the stat line of an all-star that maybe could sub in. And Jimmy didn't have to go. That's the most important thing because he wasn't going out there. One note I want to make, and we will mention our, our personal injury attorney here, Eric Rubenstein. Reach out to him at ericrubenstein.com from down here in South Florida. Went to St. Thomas University, graduated magna cum laude. He's also a huge Miami Heat fan. Check him out at Eric Rubenstein. That's the E before the I. Dot com. Our injury report. Duncan Robinson has been moved, bumped up to questionable in 30 seconds or less, Brady. Should Duncan get another crack at the back end of the rotation? Well, right now he's going to be at the front end of the rotation. That's the weird thing because there's literally – look at the bench they just had in this last game. It's like if he's playing, let's say – not only tomorrow, but in any game coming up, he's going to have a decent-sized role. But I'll take it a step further. I think when they're fully healthy, he's going to have a pretty decent-sized role. Like, I think you look at we all the stuff we just talked about, and, and in the clutch or not, this team can't, basically cannot shoot. They just cannot shoot from three consistently. That I think at this point, there's no reason not to go to him. Like, he's he's you're past the deadline. You're past all that nonsense where he's, you know, eyeing that down. Uh, so he's on your roster. I think you utilize him. Like there's no reason not to at this point. Uh, you, you're, we talk about like the buyout market guys and it's just like your three point percentage can't get much worse here. Like just throw them out there, figure out the defensive stuff. And as I've said so many times, it feels like spoken, figure out the defensive stuff. Like as much as everybody hates seeing like two or three negative defenders on the floor, let's say like he can figure that stuff out for, for small portions of the game shooting 24% night in and night out is hard for him to deal with. Like that is a much tougher thing to deal with. It feels like. So uh, I feel like no matter what we see, I guess with the roster coming up, whoever returns, whoever doesn't, I think Duncan deserves a spot uh, with some solid bench minutes off the, in that realm. But the funny thing is who is he taking it away from? Because like there's guys like Haywood Highsmith that spoke values. And I understand why, because I'm, I've been somebody that keeps talking about the way he defends and does stuff. So it comes down to, I think, who do they value more at this point in the season? Are they just going to just say, we're just going to play 85, 83 games every night and just go with Haywood? Or are we going to try to break out of this funk a little bit and see what Duncan can do? I feel like it's a, a valid you know, option to go with. We've talked about this, Greg. They got to maximize every roster spot at this point. They, they just do now and into the future. They don't 
have that many roster spots active at this stage. He can offer a different element. I know you've come around on it a little bit too. I, I think you give it a look. I, I, I'm not as concerned about the Bam deferring to him as I was. That hell that's, no. I right. feel like that's completely behind us. And here's the other thing: like all all you can do is help Duncan Robinson as a person and a player if he were to start to turn this around, even if it's in small increments. And then, you know, obviously with my transaction hat always on the back of the head, it helps his value long-term. But I think ultimately you need you need every player to be able to be some level of functional. So Duncan Robinson, next man up. All right, next man up tomorrow, playback.tv. We'll tell you more about it on Twitter. Check it out. But nothing else changes. Pre-game, post-game, spaces, between game. You're going to be sick of us talking about this team if you're not already. So we'll try to get some new voices on there as well. Thanks to our sponsors, Water Cleanup of Florida. Also, ericrubenstein.com, c-armstaffing.com, and, of course, prize picks. Use that code, F-I-V-E. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.